Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to This Good Word. My name is Steve Weens, and today I'm doing something that, gosh, I haven't done for a really long time, which is just tell you about a word, a topic, a thought. Uh, and the word today is now. Now. Uh, what I want to do is I want to tell you about a book I've been reading. I want to tell you two stories, and then I want to tell you about a request that I made, and then finally wrap it all up with some thoughts, some learnings, and maybe some suggestions. So uh, that's going to be really fun. We're talking about now, how to actually inhabit the place and the people and the thoughts and the feelings and the joy and the pain that you are having and experiencing now. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Before I do that, though, <clears throat> a quick book giveaway. It has been a year since I released Whole, uh, Restoring What's Broken in Me, You, and the Entire World. And I want to celebrate that by giving a book giveaway. So I'm going to give away, let's see, six books of guests that I've had on the podcast recently. And uh, one's coming up. And the books are The Eternal Current by Aaron Nequist, Learning to Speak God from Jonathan Merritt, uh, Learning to Speak God from Scratch, excuse me, uh, Of Mess and Moxie by Jen Hatmaker, I'm Still Here by Austin Channing Brown, A Light So Lovely by Sarah Arthur, and Experiments in Honesty. So check that out, you guys. You can go to the show notes, steveweens.com slash show notes. This is episode 161, so just search for that. And you can find out how to enter that book giveaway contest. You're going to get all six of those books if you win. So get into it, friends. It's going to be fun. Okay, let's get into the podcast. So um, I've been reading, uh, really rereading this book by this author that I've loved for more than 20 years. His name is Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Buddhist uh, philosopher, monk, uh, theologian, really. And he writes a lot about mindfulness. And I, so I started, I, I was on a, a trip doing some work in Chicagoland. And the, the book that I'm reading is Peace is Every Step. And what he does is he suggests <laughs> by way of learning to be in the right now that you, when you're brushing your teeth, you really just brush your teeth. You don't think about what's next. You don't try to rush through it. You really try to simply brush your teeth. When you're drinking a cup of water, a glass of water, you drink your water. You're not rushing to get it down. You're not uh, thinking about something else. You are tasting the cool water go down your throat. You are experiencing the joy of having water that you can just turn on a faucet and get cool water. You are enjoying, when you're brushing your teeth, you are enjoying the fact that you have teeth. <laughs> uh, you are feeling grateful that you have money to buy toothpaste. And then when you're walking, let's say from your parking spot into the place that you work, you're not thinking about uh, the emails you have to return. You're not thinking about the boss that you're about to see uh, and hoping you beat your boss to work. You're not thinking about 
what you're going to have for lunch and you're just walking calm pace and what you're doing is you're trying to be walking just be walking enjoy the sounds you hear enjoy the sights you see enjoy the feel of the ground with the bottom with the soles of your feet um walk maybe just a little bit slower so you can be conscious of walking so you see you can do this even down to the minute thing you know when you wake up instead of just rushing to get your feet down on the floor you might take a moment and just feel your body in your bed and stretch and as you stretch you might take a deep breath in maybe you take three deep breaths in let it out and whisper a little gratitude that you made it through another night and now it's daytime. And when you're eating breakfast, you want to taste your food. And you know, instead of just slurping it down, when you're drinking your coffee, taste that coffee. Enjoy that coffee. Um, have a sense of, of gratitude for that coffee. You know what I mean? So it's living in the now. And you're not going to think your way through this, you guys. That's Thich Nhat Hanh's uh, whole point. And the whole point of mindfulness is it's not something you figure out with your mind. It's something you actually experience in your body. And you have to practice it. You have to just practice being with what actually is in the moment right now. I am doing a podcast. I'm picturing somehow you, whether you're driving or maybe running, maybe you're doing the dishes, maybe you're getting ready for bed. Maybe you're in bed. Maybe you are going to work. Maybe you're on a break at work. Maybe you're actually at work and you're doing your work while you're listening to my voice, whatever it is. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing the podcast right now. And, uh, so, uh, so now I'm going to tell a couple stories. Uh, when I was on the same business trip, um, and I was walking on a path that was surrounded by a bunch of trees it was kind of right in the city, but but it um, I also really felt pretty secluded because there's trees all around, and I was just going for a walk and just trying to be with what was. It was raining, and so I was trying to just be with that and not be worried about you know getting wet because I take a shower every day and I get wet and I don't worry about that. So why should I worry about getting wet when I'm walking? So I'm walking, trying to be with just my walking. And then I notice up ahead, there's, um, there's a teenage girl, looks like a teenage girl with a dog, but she's, she's pretty far ahead. She's walking her dog. She's on her phone. Every once in a while, she's stopping because the dog is stopping. And every once in a while, she's, she's snapping uh, pictures of her dog. And then maybe she's putting them on Instagram. I don't know. She's way up there, but she's stopping with her phone. And, and I'm, I'm, I mean, probably 500 yards back. Uh, maybe not that far. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so at one point she looks back and she sees that I'm back there and then I could tell she she picks up her pace and then she started jogging she started um not quite running um and I felt so sad about that that we live in a world where man if you're a teenage girl and there's a man that you don't know walking behind you and there's really no one else on the path that's something to be really afraid of. Uh, I hate that. And, you know, I was just with that feeling for a little bit. And so then I thought, oh man, I, you know, whatever it takes to, to not 
bring any more fear to this girl. I'm going to do. So I turned around, I just turned around and started walking the other way. And, um, well, that didn't solve anything. That didn't solve the world, solve the world's problems. But, um, but in the moment, I encountered all the things that t- maybe take you away from the moment. Like, here's this girl, just a teenage girl, walking her dog, snapping pictures. Uh, you know, I, at times she was yanking her dog because you know dogs they, they're stubborn sometimes, and and then. And she was on her phone. Maybe she's texting her friends. Maybe she's on Instagram and she's having fun. And and um, and maybe you can talk about like, well, she shouldn't have been on her phone because that's not in the moment. Who cares? Let's we're not talking about her. We're talking about us. <laughs> but and then fear. Um, she saw me, and then fear enters into the enters into the picture. And I hate that. Uh, so uh, so I turned around and I I walked back to the place that I was staying. And, um, but that, that image hasn't left me. Like, what are the things that take you away from the moment? Sometimes it's fear. Uh, sometimes it's anxiety. Sometimes it's worry. Um, and here's the thing, like you can't overthink this cause then it sort of ruins the thing, ruins the moment. But if you think about it, like, man, what are the things that, that would tempt you to, to take you away from the moment? Like, Let's just be in line. Let's say there's three people in line in front of you uh, as you're at Jimmy John's and they go pretty quick, but there's three people in front of you and you know what you want. You always get a number five with jalapeno chips and a Diet Coke. That's just what you always get. You add, you add peppers to, to the five. And But instead of pulling out your phone, because you know you're going to have about 90 seconds as you wait, instead of pulling out your phone, just be there. Just, just take in your surroundings, you know, maybe... Don't be a creeper, but uh, notice the people that are in line. Notice the people that are, um, maybe one of them has a smile on their face and you wonder, oh, what is she happy about? Maybe another one seems really worried and and like they're moving real fast and boy, okay. Maybe whisper a little prayer for them. Um, feel your breath come in and out. Feel the soles of your feet on the floor of the restaurant and take in the smells and the sounds and the sights. Maybe you want to read some of the funny uh, things that are on the walls at Jimmy John's because it's hilarious. But the point is, um, when you feel that, when you're waiting for something, even you guys, I mean, let's be honest, even at a stoplight, you're going to reach for that phone uh, just to, you know, check, I don't know, your email, your texts, your Twitter, who knows. Um, Just... Uh, resist the urge to be distracted and instead take a deep breath in and breathe out and do that until that kind of recalibrates where you are and you can find yourself in the now again. And I don't know why breathing really helps centers, really helps to center me and you, but it does. And then just start looking around, smell, use your five senses, smell, sight, sound, touch, um, maybe even taste if you're, uh, if you have a caramel macchiato, iced caramel macchiato right there, maybe take a sip of that and, oh man, that tastes so good. The sweet and the bitter together. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And so, um, when you feel yourself getting pulled out of the moment and distracting yourself, usually it's by grabbing your phone or 
Um, or if you don't have your phone, maybe it's you're going to start thinking about what's happening this afternoon. Uh, maybe there's an email that you're worried about responding to. Maybe there's a meeting that you have to leave that you don't feel quite ready for. Uh, maybe there's a whole list of things that starts crashing through your mind about things that you have to do that you hadn't even thought about yet. And you're reaching for a pen to write those things down. And maybe you should write those things down. So you can just sort of say, okay, I'm going to get to you. I promise you I'm going to get to you, but not now. And so that's some of the ways that you can be in the now when you're brushing your teeth, when you're eating your food, when you're talking to someone, you're, you're, you're going to, you're going to notice that you're going to be pulled away. You're going to be tempted to be pulled away. And the real uh, invitation is to not get all anxious about noticing when you get tempted to pull away, but just gently say, no, thanks. I'm going to, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here eating my eggs. I'm going to stay right here driving my car. I'm going to stay right here writing the email that I'm writing. I'm going to stay right here talking on the phone. I'm going to stay right here in the meeting listening to the person. I'm going to stay right here with the cold that I have right now. And you know when you have a cold, it's like, oh my gosh, I hate having a cold. Can't wait till it's done. It's so annoying. There's another option. You, you, you can actually just sort of accept the cold and say, yep, uh, my nose is all stuffed up. My sinuses are jacked. And it's a bummer. I'm not going to pretend it's fun, but I'm not going to fight it anymore. Being in the now, mindfulness is essentially about not about stopping your tendency to fight um, boredom or pain, uh, even joy. There's a sense that we're uncomfortable with that. It's a sense of just accepting what is. I have a cold. <laughs> bummer hate having a cold, but I'm not going to fight having a cold. Uh, bummer. I hate getting, getting stuck in traffic. Dang it. I'm going to be late. Okay. Well, you can be anxious about being late. You can let your anxiety mount and build and build and build. Or you can just be like, you know, because of this unforeseen traffic, gosh, I might be late. And, uh, the world's not going to end <laughs> might by me, me being late. <laughs> you might even laugh at that. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell another story now um, about an injury I sustained. So uh, Mary and the kids, we were over at some friend's house on Friday night. And uh, there's this boy that I 14 year old that I just I think is the coolest kid. He's so smart, so funny. I love being with them. And so and I hadn't seen him for a while. So I hadn't seen him for a year or two. And so the first thing he said to me was, Steve, your beard is so white. It's gotten so white. <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> Um, cause it, it has, you know, oh my gosh. And, you know, then we were telling some stories and catching up. And then sometime later on in the night, this was after dinner, I think he challenged me to a sword duel. And I gotta be honest, my first instinct was not, and I'd really rather not do a sword duel. <laughs> Thanks very much. I'm, I was having a conversation with the, you know, with the parents and we were into it and stuff, but, but but I love this kid. I love him. And so, um, and I was practicing mindfulness, trying to practice mindfulness. And so, you know, instead of saying no, I said yes. And so he pulled out these two foam swords and I could tell he was serious, right? You know? And so I asked him like, okay, how, how hard are we going to hit each other? Which I really meant, how hard are you going to hit me? <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's, 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 uh, we're going to go. So, so up to six points, six hits, uh, hits are only legal if they're below the shoulder and above the knee. 
And so I'm like, oh my gosh. So we start going at it and it was super funny and, and, uh, and I was staying with him. Right. And then, uh, and then I was kind of taunting him a little bit and he goes, well, to be honest, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of taking it easy on you. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, don't take it easy on me, man. Go for it. Right. Go for it. Let's see who wins. And so it's like, it's four to three and then it's four to four and then it's five to four. I think we even got up to five to five. And uh, it's 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 at night, so it's outside on the deck, and and because you're like, my parents don't let us do this inside <laughs> for obvious reasons, and so uh, you know the light's not real good, but we're the light from the from the house is is lighting us up enough so I can see him and he can see me, and then all of a sudden he he does this one swing. I think it's probably like an uppercut. That's not really a proper term for sword dueling, but he catches me in the eye, right, right in the eye. And with this foam sword and it hurt, man, it really hurt, but I didn't want him to feel bad. And so, you know, we finished and he won six to five and I, you know, hugged him. Oh, that's so great. And then I went inside and I got some ice for my eye and, and, and I'm really, you know, playing it super like, ah, no big deal, but it really does kind of hurt. And Hey, listen, mom, if you're listening right now, cause I know you listen, please do not worry. Do not feel bad. I loved it. This is all working out fine. I, I, I would choose to do it again as I'm going to explain in a minute here. <laughs> so, um, so the next day I, I wake up and my eye is really hurting, but then over the course of the day, it feels better and better. So I go out and mow the lawn and we have some people over and it's fine. And then Sunday morning though, I wake up and it's really gotten worse and I have to preach on Sunday morning. Uh, and so I'm like, Oh my gosh, so I go into urgent care and they're like, yeah, it's a corneal abrasion, which sounds really intense, but it's just a scratch. It's a scratch in your cornea. And he's like, you know, it's going to be kind of painful, but I'm going to give you some ointment and you, and you should be feeling better just really probably tonight. Right. And so I, I got, and he, and he gave me something that sort of numbed the pain for a couple hours. So by the time I got to church, I was feeling really, really fine. But so I got through my sermon and um, I, and then toward the end, I think the, the Novocaine for my eye or whatever it was, was wearing off. So it was starting to really hurt. And so I, I kind of went home and, went, oh. and, and then I had that night, we were going over to a friend's house to listen to some of our dearest friends. They're recording a record. They're releasing a record and they were having just a few people over to kind of listen through the record. Uh, for the first time. So I'm like, I am not missing that man. But my eye was feeling jacked up. I mean, and I was starting to get nervous. Like <clears throat> the guy said it was going to be feel, feeling like 80% better by tonight. It, it wasn't feeling 80% better. It was feeling maybe a little worse. And it felt like you guys, it felt like that there was just a big grain of sand in my eye that I couldn't get out. And some of you that's freaking you out right now. That's like, ah, well, that is how it feels and that's how it felt. But this whole time, you guys, as I'm feeling this pain, part of what I'm trying to do, and I know this is going to sound ridiculous, is just be with it. Okay. I scratched my eye. My eye got scratched. Okay. Um, you know, the temptation is, what if I had never said yes to the sword fight? What if I had kept my glasses on? Why didn't I? What if I had had protective eye gear to begin with? What, it, blah, 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 blah. What if it just missed me? What if it hit my head instead of my eye? I mean, all these things that you think about, but none of them are helpful. The fact is, the reality is what happened is what happened. I have an eye injury and I don't know fully when it's going to heal and, and, and all that stuff. 
And so I'm, I, and, and I got an, I got a text from one of my friends and she, she said, how's your eye? And I said, oh, it's really not feeling better. And, and she said, you know, and she's been through a lot of pain in her life, a lot of pain. And so she said, one of the things that I'm trying to do these days with pain or, or that, that I have done is just imagine that God is walking with me in it. It's not gone yet. Maybe it really hurts, but God is just walking with you in it. And so I, I started to try to practice that again. When I felt anxiety, why didn't I? Why did I say yes? I should have said no. Just gently, you know, you don't, you don't want to fight that. You don't want to like bring all kinds of anxious energy to to rejecting that thought. You just, you, you welcome it. Oh yeah, hi there thought. <laughs> it's okay, but you know, you're not that helpful. So I'm going to let, to let you just float on by. And then you just try to be with, you, you don't over-focus on the pain that's in your eye, but you just, there it is. Okay. And you breathe in, you breathe out. You know what I mean? So this is what living in the now is, even in some pain, you guys. Um, and then, so here's the other part of the story. So I'm, I'm doing this all in real time. So I'm, I'm recording this. It's a, it's a Tuesday morning. Um, this happened on a Friday night. Later on today, believe it or not, I am scheduled to uh, go three hours away to go speak at a thing uh, for um, two or three days. <laughs> and I've been trying to like say, okay, how am I going to get up there? Because I was planning on just driving up there. I like driving. I like driving alone. I like the time. I like the peace. But I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know because I'm going to go back to the doctor today and I, um, before I before I leave, I'm going to go to the doctor, the eye doctor. They're going to take one more look at it, see if there's anything else that needs to be done. It is slowly getting better. The grain of sand is getting smaller, but it's not totally good again. I probably shouldn't drive up there, right? I, I, there's no way I, I would be able to make it driving three hours. And so I'm like, I'm going to have to ask someone um, for a ride because I couldn't go up with the rest of the group because they're leaving this morning. They're already gone, actually. And the only time I could get into the eye doctor and I really needed to get in just to make sure everything was okay was after they'd already left. So I had to ask one of my friends to consider driving me three hours to this thing, dropping me off and then turning around and driving home. I had to ask someone to drive six hours just for me. And gang, maybe it's easy for you to ask for help. Maybe it is a piece of cake for you. Maybe you ask for help many times a day and you're fine with it. This is one of the things that I need to grow in, the ability to ask for help. So, I mean, I'm like, how can I, oh my gosh, this is so brutal, but I just asked. So I thought of the one guy that, the one guy, you guys, there are many more people in my life that probably would do this if they could. But I actually thought about the person that um, actually might enjoy it. This guy likes driving. Um, he's easy to talk to, easy to be with. I love him. There's some things that I'd love to catch up with. So I just asked him and he said, I think that can work. Let me just check with these people, check with my the people on my team, check with my wife, blah, blah, blah. And then about an hour or two later, he goes, yep, I'm in. So this guy is going to drive me three hours, drop me off. I'm going to get a ride back with the rest of the group on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to do my deal. I'm going to be able to speak and do everything up there. And 
being with the need, sorry, being with my, my inability just to, just to do it on my own, just to pull uh, the situation up by my bootstraps and get it done. I love that feeling. I love, you know, um, uh, finishing something when it seemed like it couldn't be finished. I love solving a problem when it felt like it couldn't be solved. I love surprising my wife and getting all the dishes done when it wasn't my turn to do them. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's, that that makes me sound like such a hero. I'm really not that much, but I'm I'm, I'm just trying to say, like I, I enjoy solving something on my own, and that's not a great. A trait in certain times in your life, especially when you have an eye injury. <laughs> so I am trying to be with my eye injury. I am trying to just be with the pain. I'm asking for help. I am trying to be mindful as I <laughs> go through the next several days where I might need to ask for more help. And I'm not all that comfortable with it, especially when I'm around strangers. You know what I mean? Not strangers, but yeah, people I don't know very well, which is going to be uh, up at this place that I'm speaking at. And I'm just going to attempt to do it. I'm going to attempt to walk through every moment, being in the moment, brushing my teeth, talking to people, walking from my room to the place where I'll speak, doing the actual speaking and leading discussions, eating my food. Um, enjoying time alone, enjoying time with people. I am going to try to be moment by moment in the moment, in the right here and the right now, you guys. And I really just in the, in the week or so that I've been trying to practice this, it has brought a level of calm and peace to my life that I desperately need. And um, I'm learning this stuff through an injury, through a Buddhist through brushing my teeth. <laughs> it's amazing the things that uh, you can learn if you're willing to step outside of your normal patterns. Because see, like the normal pattern is to be anxious about almost everything. How am I going to get to work? Uh, whatever. Um, when I get to work today, what's going to happen? Is this conflict going to be there? Is this meeting going to go well? And is this report going to get done? Are my kids going to be sick next week for school? There's all these things that, that can crowd around and, and crowd the joy of the moment out. And even, even experiencing the pain. Like, I don't love pain. I hate pain. I hate that. But, but there is something to breathing in and breathing out. And I'm telling you, do that. Like there's something about breathing that resets something. It recalibrates where you are. It allows you to be with what is. So you breathe in, breathe out. Here I am with joy, with pain, with waiting, with uncertainty. Um, and it's good. Okay, friends, this was fun. Uh, make sure to check out my show notes to get in on the giveaway and uh, get some of these great books and uh oh you guys uh in it together and um i appreciate all of um the notes i get from you i appreciate you listening it's been such a fun journey three years we've been doing this this good word for three years so grace and peace my friends and we'll see you next week Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to This Good Word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. 
One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together.